Alrighty, well, apparently we have gone live. I'm starting to get the, the gist of how this thing works. And so I thought I'd try it again because even my test got quite a few uh, listens, which uh, I want to say thank you to all of y'all. Um, and I don't know if you can jump on and, and comment with me live. I mean, there's, I don't, I haven't figured that out yet. All right. So give me a break. So I've been thinking about using some of these live podcasts just while I'm uh, standing around being bored uh, to talk a little bit about religion. And the other day I was cruising through some of the religious podcasts on Podbeam to kind of get a feel of what it is people talk about. And uh, I'm, I'm clicking on each one, listening to them, and there's either a lot of noise or a lot of static in the background or a bunch of people doing whatever. And I couldn't really get a jest of what was going on other than it sounded like a, revol like a revival at a county fair in the livestock section with just noise going on everywhere. But the, but the ones I did listen to were people like the pastor or the preacher, or the minister, or whatever they call themselves, um, yelling in a reverent way, I guess you could say, to God, to their, their father, their creator. And one guy just kept saying, God, why have thou forsaken me? God, why have thou forsaken me? Oh, God, you know, and on and on and repeating it. And then uh, one of the other ones was like, you know, what do we do now? 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 And these aren't the exact words that they were saying. I mean, give me a break. But I, I thought to myself, if, if I were a, a friend of this person, let's say, because I don't want to presume that if I were God. But, you know, if, if I had an open line of communications to one of my friends, and he just kept asking me the same dumb question over and over and over again. And it's like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Are you going to help me? Hey, I can't pay my rent. Hey, I can't pay my rent. Hey, I can't pay my rent. Um, you've forsaken me. Why didn't you call me? I mean, we've all had friends like that, right? It's like, you know, hey, I haven't talked to you in months, dude. Why didn't you call me? It's like, excuse me, but that, that phone line works both ways. It's like a road. You know, you can drive to my house the same as I can drive to yours. And I'm thinking, who are these people that treat God this way? It, it seemed like they can, they can dress it all up with amens and thank you, Jesus, all they want. It seems quite disrespectful to me. I mean, honestly, if anyone I know treated me that way, my children, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Get a job, dumbass. Quit asking me for money. Are you doing drugs? I mean, right? I mean, isn't that what we would all do? Like if our kids kept calling us and going, hey, dad, I, I need some more money. Hey, dad, you know, it's like, I need you to help me. It's like, hey, dad, I thought you loved me. Why have you, uh, you know, quit answering my call? Forsaken me, so to speak. So I just thought it was kind of 
humorous from my point of view, but I look at religion quite differently than most people do. I'm not a fan of these revivalist ministers, preachers, banging on their Bible and screaming the Lord's name and all this stuff. And, and I got into a conversation one time with a preacher and, you know, head of a Baptist church. And uh, I'm not bashing Baptists, you know, I'm just saying that was him. And I had, I had, I was working in their cultural hall or whatever it is where, you know, it's like a big meeting where they can congregate and have churches or picnics or play ball or volleyball or whatever, you know, it's a big room, empty room. And uh, I was putting some carpeting up the steps to the second floor. And, and I don't know, I'd bang my finger or cut it. And, and uh, I was like, Jesus Christ. And uh, I guess he was downstairs. And he's like, you know, you shouldn't use the Lord's name in vain. And I was like, well, I didn't, you know, say, damn it, you know, GD, you know, the big one. And he's like, well, no, he goes, anytime you, you know, you're upset and you use Jesus's name in that way, you're losing the Lord's name in vain. And so me being, you know, the typical smart ass, the consummate dickweed, um, I was like, well, I don't really see it that way. I mean, I've, I've read the scriptures plenty. And I go, you know, I always had the understanding that without authority, I have no right to bless or curse. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, you need to have some authority. And I go, so even if I said, well, God bless you, that would be the, the same thing as saying, God, damn you. It's, it's either bless or curse. You know, the word itself, God and damn, combined together to create a word or a meaning is no more offensive than just those two words. God, please damn this person. God, please bless this person. So, you know, he didn't like that at all. <laughs> so he's like, well, no, I, 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 I don't see it that way. I mean, you're using God's name in vain. So I, I probably should have shut up then. But I didn't. You know, I'd already been paid on the job. We didn't do any more work for him, needless to say. <clears throat> but I go, well, I, I don't look at it that way. I, I go, I'm sorry. But, you know, the key thing in this whole blessing and cursing, and really, it actually becomes more important when you think of it as a blessing type thing. You know, it's easy to sit there and go, don't use the Lord's name in vain when you say, God damn this inanimate object or this person or whatever. But when you're saying bless, you're actually asking the Heavenly Father to give a blessing to this person. To It's almost like laying on of hands. It's it's like healing. You're, you're intervening and you're going, God, this person is ill. Bless him. I get it. It's all semantics. But what if you own or a church and you're a, a pastor and you're like doing all these blessings and healings and miracles and you don't have God's authority 
that is using God's name in vain. So uh, this guy, he's like, well, you know, I have, you know, God's authority. You know, we, we preach in Jesus's name and that's, you know, like the authority. And I go, well, yeah, you know, you could say that you have every right and maybe even authority to say, Mark, have a blessed day. Sure. I mean, I have this authority to go, <laughs> you know, shake a leg, you know, hope you trip on the way out the door or whatever. You know, nothing's going to happen. It's just an expression. But I said, when you actually lay on of hands and you bless a person to get through alcoholism or drug abuse or give up a bad habit or maybe it's adultery and you're trying to put a blessing on a family in God's name, I would think it'd be important to have some authority. And I kind of look at it, maybe I'm just a jerk, but it's kind of like writing a check. See, I'm, I'm writing a check in God's name and I'm, and I'm drawing the funds from God's bank account. And God made it quite clear during the uh, dark ages that he took his authority from mankind. Now, he used that word in the Bible, if you can believe any of that. I mean, you know, it's up to you. Um, authority. He used that and he said, I've granted my authority to act or write checks in my name. Um, to do these things. And that's what I was trying to explain to the, the pastor, I guess. I, I don't know what Baptists have. Are they pastors, preachers? I don't know. You know, I was just trying to explain to him that well, when, when you start writing checks, then you better have the authority to sign that checkbook. And he was just thinking, oh, you know, well, we're all patting everyone on the back saying, well, God bless you, buddy. But I've seen churches where they're baptizing in God's name. They're blessing and healing, supposedly, the sick in God's name. And so I think when you don't have the authority is when you're using his name in vain. See, that, that's kind of like fraud, you know. Embezzlement. I wrote a check and I had no authority to do that. And if you're dumb enough to cash it, then who committed the crime? Well, I did. I used God's name in vain and and that's bad. It's bad. Is it gonna get me in hell? Probably not. You know, it's all good intentions, but and if that person has faith and they feel better because I rambled on 10, 20 minutes and said thank you, Jesus, and smacked them upside the head and they feel better, then great. But that, to me, is using the Lord's name in vain. Well, this guy did not agree with me, and you know, he kind of stormed out. And I, was like, I was like, well, you know, I, I maybe he went and read something, because he did come back while I was still working. And he's like, I have to disagree with you. You know, I, I'm not really sure why you would feel that way. And I was like, well, because I'm an American and kind of do whatever I want. Um, and so I go, well, you know, I said, it, during the dark ages in the Bible, God said he took his authority to man and it was gone until he restored it. So this is a thing that he could take and he could restore. It's not up to us or the Catholic Church to say, well, we hid that, you know, during the dark ages and we snuck it around in a jar, you know, so God didn't know we had it, you know, it didn't leak out, you know, it was in a Faraday cage and he couldn't 
pick up the signal, you know, whatever, and, and used it, you know. So now that Dark Age is over, I can open my jar, my Faraday cage, pick up my radio and start talking to God again. Well, that would be cute, but I don't think you pull the wool over God's eyes that easily. He said, I took my authority from mankind, end of story, it's gone. And then he said, until I restore it again, you're kind of up a shit creek. So I'm going to say that there's only two religions I've seen in all of my studies that have acknowledged the fact that his authority was taken and then it was restored. And I would assume that he would restore it like he had, you know, Christ was here on earth. So he gave his authority to his 12 apostles. And then, you know, a lot of them created their own churches after Christ died. And I think it was Paul that really, you know, everyone gets their authority to, from, for, you know, the Catholic Church all the way down to all the, the, the little, you know, franchises that popped off of that. And, and so once it was gone, Paul's gone or wherever he went. So I would assume an angel would come back and restore that, open a new checking account in God's name to where certain people could use that to write checks and bless people. And uh, so I, I, I imagine knowing, you know, kind of how things work, you know, God would have probably sent down an angel and said, okay, go. this person's a good guy good gal they can do it and so that's there's only two churches that have ever really had enough cojones to really say yeah we have his authority restored after the dark ages he opened a new bank account and he gave us the checkbook and that is you know i'm sure all of you are gonna go surprise surprise you know mark he's a mormon it's the mormon church or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And Joseph Smith said that an angel appeared to him and restored his authority. Well, at least he said it. He didn't just go around and said, well, I, meant, I went and dug up an old pope in the Catholic Church and I stole this authority in the ring off of his corpse. No, he had enough cojones to say, well, this is how it went down. An angel appeared to me. You can have take it on faith, you know, whatever. And then there's the Door Christian Fellowship. They actually said, yes, this, this is what happened. An angel gave us the authority to act in Jesus' name. Well, then, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong. Really don't care. But I am saying that at least they said it. And it doesn't mean that one of them's right and one of them's wrong. I mean, God has plenty of authority to go around, you know. Maybe he's like, well, these guys are good guys. This guy's a good guy. You know, maybe a hundred churches could have his authority. But none of them in their corporate documents of their 501c3s have said, this is what went down. Jesus gave us the authority. An angel showed up at my doorstep and said, here's the checkbook. Don't be a dumbass. So um, that's how that whole thing went down with uh, the Baptist guy. You know, not very happy. But, you know, it, it, it's like to me it is semantics if you're going to follow 
the Bible or Christianity. I mean, the Bible's a book. A book is made up of words, sentences, and paragraphs. So you have to take them literally. It's like our Constitution. You just can't willy-nilly change it just because you think something would be cooler, more awesome. You know, well, I think that we should have 13 apostles. Or Jesus, you know, he really only had seven really good apostles. You just can't do that. And so you have to take things at their literal meaning. <clears throat> and God said, I've taken my authority, then he took it. When he said he restored it, then he restored it. How he did it was probably through an angel, and that's that. So here's a being that is like all-powerful. And you got these people on the radio and stuff screaming and yelling and then topping it off with a hallelujah or an amen or praise Jesus. But the reality is they're quite disrespectful. And, and maybe I'll talk about how I really feel about it. Because um, I, I was looking at some pictures online and I was seeing some really, really big churches. Like, you know, what's his name? Dick Face, uh, Joel Olstein. Sorry if I offended you, but whatever. Um, you know, these beautiful, beautiful churches. And one of them was in India. I mean, the home of suicide, farmers going broke, killing each other, killing themselves. They're so depressed. And yet their, their church, their leaders of that church go, hey, let's take all their money that they're donating to us and build this big fucking church to say thank you, Jesus, for all this money. Now, do you, you got to kind of think about it, you know, because... That's kind of messed up, don't you think? I think so. And you see it in America. You see it all around the world. And it really makes me wonder, what does God really expect of us here on planet Earth? He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He knows everything. If you need a paycheck increase or some money to pay your rent or someone to get well, he already knows about it. And so do you need to remind them constantly? Oh, hey, God, uh, in case you weren't paying attention, my wife's still dying of cancer. Um, can you do anything about it? I mean, you know, of course, thy will be done. But, I mean, could you, could you help a brother out here? It's like, that, to me, is disrespectful. So it does lead us into wondering, what does he want and what is expected of us and if we can take anything from the scriptures that we have here on earth and draw some conclusions. So maybe if, uh, if I get some comments on this and people are like, hey, I kind of like it even though you're a dick, um, then let me know and let me know what you'd like me to kind of expound on because my feelings about God and religion are pretty strong. I don't, I don't mince words. And I, I have a strong belief that there is a creator above or wherever. It's a different universe. It's the 18th dimension. What do I know? I don't have his mailing address. I honestly don't know if he's man or woman, tall or short. I don't know his name because he never told us. 
I, I made a T-shirt one day. It said, I am with I am. Because that was what he said his name was. And everybody's like, what's your name? 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 Yeah. And he's like, okay, enough of this crap. I am what I am. I am who I am. That's me. I am. So I thought it was a cute play on words. I am with I am. So let me know. And, and I have, a, like I said, I have a very strong belief in, in God, Jesus. And, and I don't know what scriptures to believe in, but I do know that if we use the Holy Ghost, if that's for real, which I kind of assume it is because I've kind of felt it. You know, it's not like I'm a prophet or any of that bullshit. But, I mean, I kind of felt it. You know, I've had that. Call it intuition. Call it a gut reaction. Call it the Holy Ghost. I've had it. I feel it. And it kind of guides me. It's like, don't, don't do that. It's wrong. And, and, and then I'll, I'll question it. I go, how do I, how do I know it's wrong? Well, have you ever had anyone do that to you? Yeah, it sucked. Oh, then don't do it. See, it's wrong, dummy. So I believe in these things, and I believe that we can figure them out. And I don't believe that it's blasphemy to try to figure it out or to try to noodle it out. I think where it becomes a, an affront to God is when we waste our time, just like that big, beautiful church in India where everybody is starving and dying of hunger. But hey, you found it really important to build this big church to God because what, he needs like a pat on the back? I kind of remember when they did that in the, in the Tower of Babel era. And it's not like God got pissed because they were building a, a tower to be with God. It's just like you're wasting your time and your money. Stop being stupid. And that's what these big cathedrals are all about to me. You take from the least among you, God's children, and you pile it up, and then you've got bazillions of dollars, and you build a church. And then you go, that was a $14 million church. It's like, oh, I feel so much better that you used all of our money for that. But they don't really mention that that church was really built on just interest from the bank, how much money they have in there. They could build a new church every three or four days just with the interest being paid on how much money sets in their bank. So that's how I look at it. So let me know what you think. I, I don't know how this is going. I, I see uh, some hearts. and I don't know if anyone's tried to call in. But it's been about 23 minutes of me babbling. So if you'd like more um, direct <laughs> thoughts, not such scatterbrained ramblings of a madman, uh, let me know. Because I really like talking about the unknown. And the most important thing that is unknown is our creator and how I should be living my life so when I die, I'm at least a little better in his eyes than when I got here. And then therefore that will help me get to wherever he plans on me being, or she, God, let's just say God there, plans on me becoming or being. So that's what I strive for. 
So I find it fascinating. I find it that I, I offend a lot of people because I don't say the words they want to hear in the order they want to hear it. And I offend, you know, ministers and stuff by, by disagreeing with them and going, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. But it, it's my salvation and I will handle it my way. And if you would like my thoughts on it, I will. I don't ask you to donate send me any damn money or nothing. I have a day job. I just enjoy this. And I hope you did too. So I'll talk to you all later. Um, I guess uh, adios. <laughs>